Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on the Anomalous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Joining me is my special guest from the Deluded Geeks podcast, Mr. Jonathan Eggert. Hey, boys and girls. Um, today's kind of a special episode. Uh, we'll be talking about Fallout 4 and we'll be talking about uh, creating art. Um, won't be a really long show, um, but just something, you know, for you guys to hear what we think about, uh, Fallout 4, the new DLC that came out, uh, March 22nd, I believe. Yes, right. March 22nd. Um, if you have the season pass, it already downloaded, or you can pick it up for $10. Right. And when we get into, uh, talking about art, we'll be talking about Kind of what we like creating, you know, drawing or painting or whatever. Uh, just talking about how it makes us feel when we create. Um, but let's begin with Fallout 4 uh, with the new DLC. Uh, Jonathan here has played it, I should say. <laughs> I Since smashed he has, it. Yeah. It's, it's done. I finished <laughs> it like two hours. He has the DLC. So, Jonathan, uh, give us some ideas about the DLC. Uh, It's... Uh couple extra missions to pick up it's uh, a lot of crafting or if you're into crafting and hunting around for materials it takes a lot to make robots they're uh, super customizable and it's a lot of fun you can give them different personality and voices and paint jobs and go all ape shit with that but um no it's a short dlc it's uh, it's about four missions something to do tide you over um it is rather difficult though at whatever level or difficult setting you put it to it is pretty hard so yeah you get your money's worth ish um, does it contain any new weapons or armor or anything? Yeah, um, weapons and armor. There's, uh, I think, five new weapons, uh, and you can upgrade those in your workbench, different mods and everything. There's a chain gun. There's a Mr. Handy arm. There's a, a weird sword, and uh, you can get a, an Assaultron head and use its eye beam laser that you know probably killed anybody who's ever played the game because those things are just ridiculous but you actually take one of their heads and use the head as a gun it's it's kind of op but not enough against robots and uh yeah there's a lot of uh different new armors it's uh, mostly robotic parts so you look, you just look like you're wearing parts of a robot but it's still fun you know you like an ibot helmet a saltron helmet and just weird little pieces and stuff like that and you can upgrade it and modify all that kind of shit too just like you can with all the other armors but yeah you get that too uh, did you do any side quests like does it offer any side quests no, there's uh, just uh, just four quests. It's just for the, the yeah. four quests. Um, does it offer um, new dialogues? Like, can you talk to different people? And, um, uh, there's new dialogues between the mechanist, the main character, and your robot companion. Um, all the other NPCs and other companions they have, they don't have a dialogue with your new companion. Like before, if you switched companions, if they were near each other. Like oh you take her out you know take her out for a date or good luck with this guy blah blah like they make a little comment uh-huh. this one is just where are you gonna send this person like they're just done with you like there's no dialogue so the new like all the old companions all the NPCs there's no new dialogue that's all the same like, even the like same. the new raiders and stuff say the same shit like there's nothing new um does it uh like the dog companion does he get anything I don't know if you played no. it uh okay so it's None just must be unless it's hidden. I didn't find anything for the dog, which kind of sucks because I like having the dog with me. Uh, and then and we uh, in the next two months, there's going to be another update. There's going to uh, be a, DLC. There's going to be two. Um, the next one is Wasteland Workshop, where you can build traps to capture animals, death claws, super mutants, even people, and then you can build like yourself a little arena and pit them, you know, like little death fights, or uh-huh. you can just have them as like pets or companions. And then the next one after that, which comes out in uh, May, is uh, Far Harbor, which is supposed to be supposedly a huge, insanely massive DLC. It's supposed to be the um, the biggest one Bethesda's ever done, like uh, game area-wise and content-wise. So we'll see. I'm kind of excited about it, but I was excited about Automatron and kind of got let down. Um, do you think uh, for the third DLC um, with the big expansion, uh, are you hoping like for eight to ten more hours like of gameplay or I uh, that w- I would love that you would love yeah, that okay yeah, that'd be great I mean like um, the automatron it took me about it took me about three hours altogether because I was dicking around with some of the crafting stuff so I was wasting time with that but like the main quests um, 
hour and a half, two hours. Um, most of the time is just because it's really difficult. The uh, the bad guys basically are bullet sponges, so it takes tons of ammo. It doesn't matter. Like I was level ninety and I was dying all the time, and I even set it down from survival to easy, and I was still dying on easy. So yeah, it's got that. It's got that factor. Like you know, there's a little bit of risk to playing it. So, do you think people should wait, or uh, for those who do have the season pass who already got it, do you think they should just get into it and play it, or um, do you think uh, you should just wait until the next two packs come? If you already have the season pass, like if you bought it before March first, back when it was like twenty nine dollars, yeah, go for it, download it, doesn't matter. If you're gonna pay for it without a season pass, I would skip the first two and go with. Uh, Far Harbor, just because of the size of it, you're getting your money's worth. Like this most recent one was ten dollars, and uh, ten dollars worth, not really in my opinion. But if you got extra cash, go for it. Fuck it, it's something to do. I mean, the game's you know been at a lull since it came out. I mean, everyone, like everyone, basically played through it, demolished it, and spent like way too much time on it. Like my my one character, I, I spent like I was showing you Edward, I put five days into it of game like he game did. time. That's and 36 that's, minutes. Yeah, and that's embarrassing. But there's nothing else to do. I mean, there's no new missions. I can't do anything new. So, like, these like these new four missions and the new craftable materials and, like, the new weapons gives a little more intrigue for a little bit. Like, you know, questions uh-huh. it in your mind. So, like, you, you know, it brings it back to life a little bit. But I don't yeah. think if you're going to pay for it, you know, separately, like, for, like, the full amount, I would wait for Far Harbor. Honestly. Far Harbor. Yeah. So, it's, if you have it, the season pass... Uh, go ahead and just play it. Um, if you don't have it, uh, wait for it. Oh, Could yeah. Be. And it downloads really quick. It downloads in, like, not even 15 minutes. And this is. is the Xbox One version. That's correct. Uh, so uh, the PS4 version should do the same. Mm. Um, I, it, I don't know if you ran into any bugs or glitches or anything. Um, he, two. There's, um, I've had issues where I try to access a computer terminal. And it does the animation where you like kind of crouch down to look at the screen, and it'll just keep doing that and not stop. And the other glitch um, that I noticed is I built a robot and assigned it to one of my little shops, and whenever I talk to it, it shrinks down to like super itty bitty size okay. for no reason. Other than that, everything else is fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. So they might probably throw a patch out of that if there's too many mm. complaints for it. All right, so uh, that is the Fallout 4 DLC. Uh, that's the first pack. And like I said, the next two packs will be coming out in April and, and in then May. in May. Yeah. Um, hopefully there will be something for E3 that Bethesda would do. I know. I think they're returning back I'm to their conference. A, I'm hoping for uh, uh, Elder Scrolls 6. I've heard a lot uh, of rumors about it. Are you going to watch it? Uh Yeah. Okay, the conference because I know they're I mean, going to have not, a... not live. I'll you know I'll watch like excerpts from it afterwards. Well, but... they normally throw it on YouTube. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like I'll, I'll watch it after the fact. I'm, I'm not going to like you know, brew up like a thing of popcorn and sit down and make myself. Well, you, you know, know what I thing. normally do? I normally get like snacks and uh, um, like watch it and take notes. Um, mostly for the Nintendo one, like but the but there's the one I didn't because it was their first conference. Mm. So I was just trying to see what they were. Um, going to roll out, which was actually good. The Bethesda concert, uh, concert, um, conference last year was really good. Um, I don't know what happened with Square Enix. They just, they just kind of fell apart for that one. Um, but I am looking forward to what they're going to bring. Hopefully, they talk a little bit more about the new Doom that's supposed to come out. Um, I, I'm not impressed with it just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to see more. I didn't like uh, the last one that came out. The, uh, Doom, was or, it Doom yeah, 3? Yeah, was it 3? Was the last Doom that came out, like that one, I... Yeah, Doom eh, 3 was a good... Do it for me. Like, that, I like old school Doom. Like, I, used, I used to do, uh, I used to play the arena, landline uh, style, you know, <laughs> with like six other people. So well, you know I mean? uh, uh, sometimes John, we had eight. Is it John Romero? Uh, the uh, director? Yeah, of Doom. He released a new uh, level for the original Doom. I heard nothing about that. Yeah, I just I read the news about it a couple of days ago. Like, yeah, John Romero, he uh, released a new uh, level that you could download to the first original Doom. If you um, haven't. <laughs> right. And I haven't seen it yet. 
um, I'm probably going to look on YouTube or something and uh, find out uh, how it actually looks. Um, but with that, uh, yeah, that's the Fallout DLC, a little E3 talk for it. But there's the, because uh, I don't know, a lot of people are hoping that they make something, uh, yeah, like you said, Elder Scrolls 6. Um, would it be considered like a name? Because I don't think they do. Uh, the numbers no more like Oblivion. I think yeah. No, I mean like like it, it would have a name like you know like Skyrim or Daggerfall or, or Daggerfall. You know, like, like you know something like that, like, you know like they, they they name them off of areas uh-huh. basically, or just like you know like what the game's theme is. But um, basically like I mean, right now, <clears throat> without knowing what they're doing, it would just be like and everyone said just Elder Scrolls Six. That's yeah. Which was weird uh, with uh, Skyrim that Xbox 360 got all the DLC. And PlayStation Three didn't get it it's because, all. Uh, but that's the Microsoft or like little buddies. And now in this one, uh, like with Fallout Four, it just seems that it's going to be completely. It was equal. it was it was PC first. That's true. Via Microsoft. And then well, Microsoft's. yeah, Mar- you know what Microsoft? Uh, yeah, for Fallout Four, Microsoft did kind of have the exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if they're going to reach out to Microsoft for Doom. Um, I don't know. Because uh, we're, we're definitely with Windows 10. Uh, probably so. We shall see with that. Uh, so, uh, side, side uh, question. Because we were talking about this yesterday. Uh, I mentioned that I'm going to be starting Gears of War, the trilogy, to get ready for Gears of War 4. And me and Jonathan had a discussion about it. <laughs> we had a good discussion about it. And I... I want to know what did you think of Gears of War at that time compared to what did you think now? Um, it was fun at first because of the cover-based action, which I thought was unique at the time. Which it wasn't, but I just liked I just liked the way that the mechanics worked. Like it it played very smoothly, and then that was their main selling point in my eyes through all the games was just duck and cover, and that was it. And Every game just seemed very repetitive, and yeah, like, they would change up your stupid weapons or, like, make a more difficult opponent. But all in all, it's the same game just recycled over and over and over again. It's basically like playing Mario, like, you know, 1 through 3, except for Mario mm-hmm. 2, which doesn't make any sense. But the rest <laughs> I of I love them, Mario 2. That's my No, game. no, it's a great game, but I'm saying, like, other than Mario 2, most of the Mario games for a long time were basically the same thing. Like, you know, slap a new coat of paint on it, give you a new, like, raccoon outfit or some bullshit. Yeah. But basically, it's just like the same thing. You know, the same, you know, side-scroller. It's the same, it's the same, same bullshit. It's kind of playing, like, Castlevania. Like, any side-scrolling Castlevania game, it's always just a side-scroller Castlevania. It's like our Metroidvania, you could call it like that. It's like, yeah. it's like Super Metroid. It was, it's, they're basically the same kind of games, you know? You go here, you can't go through this unless you have this, and now you get this, and now... You're OP compared to, like, every other monster. You have to keep going back in the areas to find the hidden bullshit that you really don't need. But the OCD side of you makes you do it. Yeah. I I know that feeling. Yeah. Because uh, I do I, I do want to do one to three um, so I could play four. Um, and then kind of have, I would like, later on in the year, kind of want to have more well, of a discussion. Have you have you done one through three already? No, I've never played none of the Gears. Um, I tried Gears 1 on original 360, and I hated the way that it controlled. Mm. Um, because it it teaches you one thing, but it always makes you do something else. And I, I just didn't feel, I just, maybe it was me, I didn't grasp the controls very well, mm. but it didn't feel fluid. It, it felt like too many mechanics was attached to too many uh, controls. <laughs> yeah. No, but, the, the mechanic, but you know like, what? There isn't a lot to it. I mean, there's like, there's like shoot, melee, ducking, and running. And, and, and running. Like grenade. And the, and the thing about the, the, ducking and running part that I would try and do that but they would make me you would get stuck uh, against the wall yeah that's because it's trying to make you duck and cover yeah because that's their whole that's their whole little thing that's their mechanic that's their like their selling point is oh yeah you can take cover and you can peek around cover so yeah you're trying to run from point A to point B but there's something in your way oh no you just dove on it and decided to lay down on the ground because now you're covering even though that isn't what you're fucking doing you were trying to go somewhere they just force you to do it yeah so um uh, I'm I'm getting a little bit better in the Ultimate Edition. I play maybe one level, like a little section of it, and I'm going. I'm planning to return to it. Um, I got to pick up two and three uh, because I do want to play four. You you can get Uh, um, 
not three, but there's a, a side one. I think it's free on Xbox Live. Juggernaut. Something like that. Like I, I don't remember the title of it. Yeah, yeah. It, like, uh, I, 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 I never even heard of it. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be a pre- prequel to the first of the first Gears of War. Mm. So it was kind of. Uh, so, 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 so in this prequel. <laughs> You have a lot of new weapons and enemies that you never see in the rest of the games. So apparently, after um, after, a, the, after this prequel, technology and enemies just all dumbed down. Well, it's, it's very weird because, the, and I, that's why I want to. I I need to read up more about it because I know all I heard that it was supposed to be a prequel, and you're still fighting the locusts. But yeah, the, it's supposed to start it one, before that uh, one. I had a lot of trouble controlling. We were talking about like it being difficult to control. Uh huh. Because I, I downloaded that because I. Uh, when I bought the new Xbox, it was the Gears of War bundle. So I got um, Gears of War um, Ultimate Edition or whatever yeah. for free. And then it came with the, I think, the third installment of the series, like that prequel one that we're talking about. And I couldn't get into that one. And it's not just the way it controls and it's not the story. It's um, – they give you weird options. Like, yeah, you can you can just go through and you can beat the level. Or you can beat it this way and get an achievement and it's – different but they don't explain to you what you're supposed to be doing it's just like sometimes you accidentally beat a level a certain way uh-huh. or they're like oh here do this impossible feat and it's special but then they don't tell you what you did that was special and you don't get anything out of it it was just annoying and that kind of that, that game dynamic didn't didn't do it for me okay um yeah I, i'll probably try it sometime later um i think it's available for xbox one mm-hmm. uh the backwards co- uh co- yeah. compatible uh, I do want to try that, uh, but I probably would do it later. I just want to do t- the trilogy uh, to kind of be ready for Gears Four because I know there's some people who are who like some of my friends are going to get it. Uh, with Gears Four though, it's only three uh, three players, so it's only because uh, you it's only three characters, so it's only a three player uh, campaign if you choose to do that. Um, I just want to make weird, that's a weird number. Yeah, they uh, the game performer, uh, their new uh, monthly magazine that came out has the story of Gears Four, and I was reading it yesterday uh, at work, uh, just trying to understand like what kind of direction that they're going to be going. Uh, Black Tusk, who are now called Coalition. Uh, they did the ultimate edition of Gears of War. So uh, they, the story was, uh, and uh, the Game Informer said that they were working on a third-person action game, and Microsoft came to them and said, "If you guys cancel this game or put it on hold, um, how about you guys work on Gears of War, a new version of it?" And the person who used, who like the director. Uh, who was at Epic, he he worked on all three gears. And then when Epic got uh like forty percent of their stock brought by some Japanese company, yeah. uh, he seen that there was changing directions. So he left there and like over time he was gonna start a new studio, but he talked to one of the guys at Microsoft, one of the friends he knew, and the guy asked him how about you work on gears and then brought him to Black Tusk and then they changed their name to the coalition. Uh, it's a really nice story, and then it starts talking about uh, what the uh, background story is about. Uh, Gears, Gears of War Four, and then they get into uh, you have to figure out what's going on. They just add a new, uh, uh, new storyline. They say it takes place twenty five years after the Gears of War Three. So it's mm-hmm. an interesting read. Um, I'll probably have to bring it to you in case or show you one day. Uh, I, I think it's on. Yeah, I think it's the story's now on Game of, Game Informer. Sister Magazine is out uh, at the subscribers and stuff. I know they've been showing pictures of it and reporting a little bit of it um, in the news before they actually uh, have the magazines coming out. But I'm just, like, getting mine, so that's that's why I'm kind of interested to see it. Um, they showed it at last year at E3, um, and it looked nice, uh, but... Um, after they showed it at E3, they just didn't say nothing more until I think Game Informer did the cover. Now, so. I really don't think you have to play 1 through 3 to fall into 4. Um, the story is, like, it has a story, but it's not really in-depth. Like, you're not going to be, like, completely confused on what's going on. Yeah. 
they're probably going to wrap it up in the first mission or two and just give you an idea, like, what the fuck's going on for, like, the new player. Uh-huh. So I don't really think that you need to go back and play one through three to get a full grasp of what four is going to be. Well, the, well, definitely, for, well, for me, for one to three, and when we was talking, uh, because I did the, uh, my feature last year about the beauty of video games, uh, when I did, a, when uh, me and John O'Hagan, when we did our list, uh, that series was on it, and I said that's like uh, because I didn't play the 360. I said these are kind of uh, some of the games that I do want to play. And Gears was on top of that. Uh, I know I have a I had a very big disdain for it because of those controls, um, but I want to now be fair and give it a try. So mm-hmm. that's why I just want to play one to three. You could probably just play one. Yeah. <laughs> just get an idea <laughs> for it. Two was okay. Three, I don't know. And then they had a little side one which I couldn't get into. So. Yeah, I mean, you could probably just play one for nostalgic value and then just get into four. Like, you're not going to be missing much, okay. in my opinion. <laughs> so our last part of this discussion, because this episode won't be too long, um, talking about art, uh, when we're creating it, how we feel about it. Uh, definitely for me, I love drawing. I love uh, having a two, uh, I don't know what the regular pencil is. Number it's like two. a number two pencil, and looking at uh, looking at ads that have hand drawn art, it's just trying to draw, not like you know tracing them or anything, oh, yeah. but like putting them on paper and stuff. And now, do I, you, now, do you do it to scale or do you do it? I try like like, like I try to perfect. do it to scale, but it don't never come out. Well, right I mean, like, like doing the scale is like either making it larger or smaller. Um. Uh, because like because I used to, when I was little like when I used to uh-huh. I used to draw all the time, I would try to draw something to scale. So I would find like a comic book, like say like a scene in a comic book or something like that. Like I actually I first really got into the redrawing where the um, uh-huh. the alien action figures back in the nineties. Yeah, those came with little comic books. Yeah, of like like the Marines and the aliens. Yeah. Like, like you know, and what, can I tell you the funny thing is they still do that. There's there's uh, different action figures that still come with a comic in it because no, the Transformers a, used to no, do that's, it. That's an awesome idea. But I used to redraw those. Uh-huh. But I would either make it like a lot smaller or a lot larger off of like you know like a little like say like one by two little frame in that little itty bitty comic book. Uh-huh. And I either blow it up because like sometimes they'd have like a full page one so it was like four by four maybe like maybe like an entire page picture. Yeah. And I would try to make that like a whole like eight by ten picture. Yeah. But I would, I would I would try to redraw exactly just in a different size because like that was more challenging than just because if you redraw something the same exact size that you feel like you traced it. Yes. Sense. Like even though you didn't put the piece of paper over the top of it it's just like to me it's like tracing. Right. Um, if I did try, to, I think I did try to draw my scale, uh, it, but it just didn't come out looking <laughs> like it was on scale. I know uh, the only one that I did uh, draw that I didn't do by hand was uh, it was like this Tiger Monk from Bre- uh, Breath of Fire Four, and uh, I I drew the tiger. I like drew him from head uh, to toe. Uh, but he had like beads and stuff, and mm. I think the the hard part of doing that on computer when you're using a mouse is getting the correct circles and oh, trying yeah. to draw the color. Oh, and stuff. a mouse, that's ridiculous. Yeah, cause see, with me, it, it's it's hard trying to do the details when it's like fully organized. And, well, I, I mean, mean but like, using, using a mouse, you're not gonna be able to get the detail you want to, like if you're doing yeah. it by hand. Yeah, uh, but it was kind of cool. It was it was a it was a first try of doing it because uh, I was just like I could do this by hand, but I was I rather try to see what they what I, I could do by uh, by uh, computer with a mouse. I uh, I know now they have uh, kind of these boards that you could draw. Uh, yeah. Very more detail and more cleaner. Yeah, like uh, a stylus and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of tablets have that kind of that kind of thing going. Yeah, uh, and I think that's what that uh, a lot of animated movies have been replaced with instead of doing sales. So uh, it kind of says uh, they still have to spend money for hours of drawing and stuff, but I think they're able to save like. Uh, some money on the sale things because they don't use sales no more. Yeah. Well, some people might still do, uh, but they don't use well, like it Pixar that often. Doesn't. Yeah, Pixar, yeah. Pixar does it. Uh, more anime studios may, uh, and I don't know what's the last Disney movie. I think not Princess and the Frog is not the last one they did uh, hand draw animation. I, I have think. no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean I could Google it, but off the top of my head, I have no idea. Yeah, I think what happened. What ended up happening? Well. 
because uh, Pixar does all their kind of 3D graphics uh, uh, movies. And anything animated is rather like a TV show or it may be like a 45-minute movie. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely I... It helps me relax when I do artwork like that. Disney's and last animated film was uh, Frozen. What the was their last and uh, hand drawn one or uh, cell shaded one? Frozen, yeah, Frozen, but Frozen is more three D. Well, sense. I mean, and which it, it came out in three D also, but yeah. Well, uh, like CG, I should say, not three D. More well, like I mean, CG. Well, I mean, it was. It, I mean, the whole thing was CG, but yeah. Yeah. And that kind of style. But definitely, like, for me, I listen to a lot of music. Uh, and it's everywhere. Because uh, I listen to rock music when I'm drawing. So what do you define as rock music? Uh, like art alternative. Uh, like, like, like name a band. Hard metal. That's, that's uh, uh, like Alien Ant Farm. Uh, that's not rock. To me, uh, in, my, in my opinion, that's not rock. When, at the time when I was listening to it, it was like their first album. Mm-hmm. Uh that to me is like uh, more of a pop type of band. Uh, yeah, the guitar style sounds more yeah. edgy, but if you listen to rock, they're more of like a pop band. Is it? I, I wonder because it's the, if it's the melody, uh, like the arrangement. It, it's the whole, just the whole, the whole tone or mood of the entire thing just comes off as a pop band, like a kitty band. Like, if you're 14, you're going to love this. But if you're any other age, then no, probably not. I was, I think, 17 when that album? No. Because I was working when that, um, when they first album came out. Uh, I have no idea. When they did movies and uh, Smooth Criminal. I think it was like two. That's the only reason people know that was because of that Smooth, crim- uh, Smooth Criminal cover. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think they, I don't think they would have took off. Well, they opinion. did. They did two albums. Uh, both albums are really good. I like... Uh, I like Alien and Fire. Um Not Nickelback. I didn't get into no, them. Terrible. Uh, well, no, Nickelback is okay. Nickelback's at times. terrible. Um, All the time. Uh, the last time I was drawing something, I was hearing uh, Third Eye Blind, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> it, but I think they're... Uh, <laughs> actually, it's the one... It's the album song that they call, they have called Fire on it. Uh, it, I think it was their like last album before they broke up, but I think they got back together or something. Or my, I haven't or, heard anything. The last time I remember them was when uh, "Semi Charmed Life" was still a hit song, uh-huh. like '96 maybe. That's the last time wow. I remember. Yeah, that's the last yeah. time I remember them. I, yeah, they had something. I, I had like never heard of them, uh, and then I picked them up. Uh, um, at the half price bookstore, and while listening to because I was that popular, <laughs> uh, while I was driving, I decided because at that time I was and I still do this every time I go in, pick random bands I never heard of, and just since they're only two dollars, just buy the album. And there were one band that I didn't uh, know, but I kind of like their cover art, and I That's listened. Uh, I think so. It was, it was something on it. It was like kind of brown and gray. I think uh, I listened to that album that has fire on it, and it was really I really like their writing and their arrangements. Like I like something like Pantera. Like I didn't know they who they were until almost two thousand and five. Now see, Pantera I would consider rock. I'm not a fan of Pantera at all, but to me that's like that's rock music. Yeah, with Dimebag, Dimebag Nero, he was really good. I like this uh, arrangement. He, he, no, they're, no, they're 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 talented. I just, I just, like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, uh-huh. what they do, they do well. It's just I'm actually not into that style, style of music. Of music. Yeah, that's yeah. just my opinion on that. But like, kind of, kind of like bands like that. Well, I know you said what consider what is rock, and you know, kind of calling them like any uh, front like pop band. But I guess stuff with good, a lot of guitar, heavy, not heavy guitars, but more like just guitar and drums. Uh, well, it depends on how it's used. I mean, well, yeah, because there's there are some country bands, uh, and there's kind of some jazz bands. Well, but they have piano stuff. But mostly, mostly that's what I consider as rock. I just like just uh, something <laughs> Yeah. I like Colum, uh, completed, uh, uh, I just group them all together. <laughs> Collective or something? Yeah. 
and I usually listen to that when I'm drawing or like uh, if something. Every time we, when, when you're about to say drawing, I think you're gonna say drunk for some reason. <laughs> Every time, every time you said drawing, I'm like, I'm like drunk. Oh wait, no drawing. Okay, okay. Drawing, yeah, doing, yeah. doing artwork. <laughs> I should say. Um, I don't know about shoe. Uh, what about me? Like, how do you feel when you create or like when you're doing an art project? Or um, well, I, I did quite a bit of art when I was in school, uh, a lot. Like I was like I started the art club in my high school, <laughs> so I always when, when I'm do, like when I create something which I haven't really done in like a year or two, um, I always feel under pressure. Like I have to get it done right away. Uh-huh. Like it's a homework assignment that's due tomorrow because. Not like tooting my own horn, but I'm not too shabby when it comes to like drawing and sculpting and painting and all that kind of bullshit. But I would always put it off to like the day before it was due, and then have to rush through it and be like, "Ninety five is okay, whatever." You know, I think last <laughs> minute it's fine. Like, I'll take an A minus, whatever. I don't care. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> I deserved like the penalty for just like dicking around. Because if, if I had took my time on it, then yeah, I probably could have made something nice, something you know, much more uh, show worthy. But uh, yeah, I, I I could still meet all the requirements. I could still go above and beyond. But I always just did it last minute, so it was always rushed. So like, everything I would turn in was always it was half-assed. It looked good, but it was half-assed. Like they knew I could do better. They knew I uh-huh. I, I spent like two hours the night before doing it. We like a project that we would do for like three weeks. Perfect example. We had to do a, a painting when I was a, a sophomore in high school, and we had to do contrast in each corner. So it had to be like negative. Had to be uh, sepia, um, black and white, and something else. And we had four weeks to do this. And we had to take a, a picture from a magazine and paint it. And we had to have those four different quadrants with those certain tones. Yeah. And I found a picture of um, a witch doctor in the Lifetime magazine. And he had his eyes rolled back in his head, and it was close up of his face. And he had, like, tattoos, and he was all sweaty and looked crazy. I spent three weeks working on this guy three weeks the day before it was due whoopage night which is what we had that's what, that's what our club was, was whoopage uh-huh. night. that means we had to whoop ass and get something done that's, that's what <laughs> we did. we'd put on um who wants to be a millionaire order a pizza and like finish up our projects really quick yes that night i ripped up the thing i worked on for three hours and finger painted um uh oh, what are they called uh something baby uh a bush baby i yeah. finger painted a bush baby Finger painted and handed it in. I got a ninety-five and a slap. <laughs> <laughs> wow! You didn't like the other work, or no? It, I, 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 it was stupid. I mean, like there was nothing wrong with it. I just didn't like it. I was just like, "This is garbage." I just ripped it up, just threw it away right there, and spent an hour finger painting the picture. Wow! Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel though? Do you feel like rushed it, under like, pressure the entire time? Like I was just saying. You don't feel, like, relaxed or... Nope, 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 or, nope, 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 I have to get this done. Quick, quick, quick. Oh, I fucked this up. I don't have time to fix it. Whatever, just go with it. And why do you think that? It Does it give you, like, adrenaline to create? No. Or... No. Uh, it actually it actually makes a bunch of fuck-ups in my pictures or sculptures. Like, that clock thing, like, my alarm clock that I have in my uh-huh. bedroom. I rushed that. Went through it real quick to get it done to give to my ex-girlfriend for Valentine's Day, which she actually left me when she moved out. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of, like, wires that, like, will spark occasionally because I didn't solder them down right because I was just rushing to get it done. Yeah. Didn't need to rush. I had plenty of time. I had the idea and started it, like, a month before that. And then I was like, oh, shit, Valentine's Day is, like, tomorrow. Took a bunch of shots and uh, got to work. <laughs> Did you like doing that, like, rushing? Like, you... No, 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 not at all. It's just my mindset. Like, that's just how I do it. Have you have you ever tried to like relax and actually take your time with a piece of work and just nope. and then actually finish it? And just be like, nope. okay. Nope. Are you are you ever scared of criticism uh, in artwork? Because not because to me personally, I've I'm my biggest critic. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I think half the shit I put out. I'm not saying like I put out stuff like like I'm a, an artist professional or anything, uh-huh. but half the stuff that I do, I think, is garbage. But other people like, like the uh, the painting in my hallway. Eh. I think it's beautiful. I love yeah, that. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, we scanned it in and had put on canvas so I could blow it up. But other than yeah. that, like, not too much. Like I, me, I, I don't like it. 
Like, there were so many things I could point out that, like, I fucked up here, or this needed more work, or this needed better shading. But I hand-handed it, got it done. Because you just wanted to rush through it, or... I don't want to, it's just my natural disposition to rush through a project. Do you ever feel like uh, you can't create without rushing it? Uh, like... You have to like get this artwork done, get it colored, get it together, like in the last minute, and just be like, okay, it is whatever it is, and then be like, here you go. Like, do you, do you, uh, do you hate that or? No, no, I, I just like it. Um, all right, so like you're talking about, like, do I need to be, do I need to be in that mode to be creative? Yeah, it's kind of. Do you ever have like a really good dream, like an yes. awesome dream? Yes, and then. <laughs> You try really hard when you wake up to replay it in your head, and you start losing bits of it over yeah. and over again, and then by the end of the day, you can't remember it. Yes. When I get creative, I get that idea, and it's there, and then slowly, moment by moment, I start losing the idea, and I start losing the enthusiasm about it yeah. or the willingness to do it. So I think that kind of focuses the rush because it's just like kind of try, like trying to remember a dream. Like If I don't write this down right now, if I don't uh-huh. tell someone about this, I'm not going to know what the fuck was going on couple hours from now like it's just gonna be gone just whatever it doesn't matter so like if i if it's something i'm truly passionate about then yes it has to happen while i have the passion and while i still have the momentum otherwise i'm just gonna lose it and i'll get lazy and find something else to do um there's a thing called art academy for the uh, ds and 3ds for nintendo's handhelds um and for there's this one for wii u and it allows you to learn different styles of um, drawing and like coloring, like different art styles. And I, I'm kind of wondering if I if I had that game and I put it in your hands, uh, what would what do you think that you would be able to create? I probably wouldn't do anything with it. I don't draw anymore because my hands shake too much. Uh, Even with my medication, my hands shake. Like I can hold them out like this, like. They wiggle a little bit, uh-huh. but if I try to like do something detailed, like if you're like you see, like I'm holding my hand like this, like I'm holding a pencil, and it's already starting to shake. And when you translate it to a piece of paper, it's like Michael J. Fox is like writing you a letter. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's why that's that's why I've been doing more of like the sculpture type stuff, like I made the clock or the uh-huh. um, the thing with the keys. Yes, like like that. That was because like I could just I I could place them down and glue them in specific spots. And I've been talking with my buddy Chris. He uh, he owns a bike shop, and he has tons of pieces of hardware and weird little tools and weird gears and chains and little mechanisms and shit like that. Uh-huh. They just throws away all the time. And I'm, I go and see him. I'm like, oh hey, you should let me get that garbage can full of shit. I want to make something out of that. And then we get sidetracked, and I end up leaving and completely forget about it. <laughs> but I've been wanting to do something with um, basically a bunch of bike parts because he has them in spades i mean like just garbage I mean, he just throws it out all the time like, yeah it's like just garbage cans full of just all kinds of weird metal pieces and gears and stuff like that and it looks like garbage but it's like i know i can do something with that i just want to get my hands on it and then i always get distracted around there because we chat too much but yeah that's um for like my next project when i get off my ass and actually get around to doing something like with it that's up in the air but uh my next thing is actually going to be with uh bike parts not like not like full bicycle frames like the gears and chains and that kind of stuff like that. Like it's gonna be like a sculpture, yeah. Almost in it. Yeah. Do you um? Do you listen to any music while doing it? No. In silence. Because of the concentration, or yep. or yep. have you ever like did anything besides the story that you told earlier? Like, have you ever did anything that's like in the background that's like replacing the silence uh, when you were younger, uh, doing any artwork? No. Um, when I cook, which you could say is like a technically another form of artwork in a sense. Yes. I mean, like, I mean, lunch wasn't like artwork. I was just putting food in your tummy because you were oh, hungry. That was delicious. But I mean, like, if I was making something fancy, like say I was like um, having a girl over, was making like a nice dinner, I would make sure like the presentation, like I would I would go out of my way to make the plate look insanely delicious, and it could be just like perfect example. It was a uh, an anniversary or something like that. And I was making surf and turf, which is just, I was making crab legs and steak and a salad. Well, this girl didn't know how to cook. So I sequestered her into the other room. <laughs> I sit in the kitchen for like an hour, having beers, smoking cigarettes, steamed some crab legs, brought the steak, dumped salad into a dish. 
but I fancied it up so it looked nice. Dinner took like 10 minutes to make. I'm not even joking. I, I mean, like, it was, it was like no effort at all. I mean, like, the hardest thing was to make the garlic butter. Yeah. Which I fucking microwaved in my measuring cup and then poured out into little servers. You know, just mixing that together and scooping out the butter. Like, that was the hardest part. But yeah, I come walking out with like flour on my face, like all sweaty. Like, oh, my God, baby, you better love this. This was, this was this was so much work. But because of presentation, she had no fucking idea. She thought I spent like hours slaving over a stove. Now I'm just sitting here smoking cigarettes and drinking beer, just making noise with pans once in a while and turning the like, the faucet on and off. So mm-hmm. it sounded like I was busy. I wasn't doing shit the whole time. But it's all presentation. So like when you're cooking, like like combining flavors or you know, basically that like. Making dinner that's not out of a box. Like, the spaghetti sauce I made, like, you know, that was meat, that was onions, that was mushrooms, that was chives in there, seasonings. That was just, that wasn't ragu, that was sauce that I made. Right. Just for our shitty ravioli that we had. That was lunch. So that, like, in a sense, is like a form of artwork also. That, back to your original subject, that I will rock out with music on. I love cooking to music. I will bop around the kitchen, some, like some jazz or like some swing music yeah i love big band and swing when i'm cooking and you pick out the great like swing music like like even when we have our conversations and you're cooking and got swing i'm just like oh this is so relaxing (laughs) it really is no no, it is and and, like and it's upbeat so like it gets me like you know peppy as i'm doing it yeah and i can bop around the kitchen because like when you're when you're cooking if you're not just making like hamburger helper like you're going back and forth between pans Dicing up shit, grabbing other stuff like like you're moving around a whole bunch. Yeah. So that, that that tempo makes it like a like you're doing it to the music. Like it's more fun that way. Yeah. But if I'm sitting there drawing something, being peppy and excited and shit isn't gonna get me anywhere. I'd rather just focus on it and just sit there in silence and focus on what I'm doing at the task at hand because that's just one thing. You don't have you're not moving around for that. You're just you know sitting there with your hand and you're focusing what you're doing. Maybe you're looking back and forth from like say you're like redrawing something then. You're looking at that, but other than that, you're just sitting there. And like, it's like in silence for me that works. It's just zen, but like not relaxing. It's just you, you're able to focus more, yeah, in a way. Where cooking is just like you know, you, you have to focus while cooking, but the music kind of like helps it, yeah. I mean, if you're making a decent meal, you have to be ADD and bounce around the whole time and stay insanely focused. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know how professional chefs do that, they're the most underpaid people like i've I've worked as sous chefs like i've never been a professional chef i've worked as sous chefs and that job is as hard as being a chef and it's insane trying to remember you know nine different dishes which one has to go out first trying to like well maybe i can make this in the same pan as this because like they're you know they're very similar like seasoning wise they're really not going to notice you know Actually, then you get back forward, like, oh, table three is done. Fuck. You know, like, where's the risotto? <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> like, oh, I didn't make the risotto. Fuck. What can I, like, how can I half-ass this really quick? Like, it's a very stressful job. I mean, like, they are very underpaid individuals because they are basically artists that make art on demand. Culinary. Yeah. But, but like, they make art on demand. Yes. So, I mean, like, like you go to, like, an art show and you see someone's masterpiece they spent, like, three years working on. It wasn't someone who was like, I want this exactly this way right fucking now. And that's your job. Like, as being a cook, like, that's your job. It's like, they want their art right then and there, exactly the way they want it. And there's 30 other people who want different stuff. And you have to fulfill all those needs uh-huh. all at once and still keep it cool, which is impossible because you're standing over a stove and it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's good that you brought that up uh, because I think that, you know, some people who look at art feel like they, that artist needs to tell a story. Or some kind of thing, like within no, their creation, and I don't time. feel, and I exactly because every time I draw, I don't never feel like I'm, I want to tell a story. I just feel relaxed and feel good that I am. Yes, I am taking somebody else's work, but I like that recreation because it just gives me something to do, and it makes me feel good. You know, it kind of like keeps my skill up, even though I haven't drawn in a long time. It gives you an inner focus too, especially when right. you're redoing someone's artwork. Because you're focusing on recreating their scale of detail, like like their level of detail. Right. So you're trying to redraw it just right. So it takes a lot of focus. Like you, you really have to like find like your inner Zen moment to be able to redraw something just like that guy, and like have the patience to be like, I can't draw feet like he can, no matter how fucking hard I try. Exactly. <laughs> it's never to work out. I can't draw feet or hands. Never, never been able to. But uh, yeah, it's like that's like yeah. 
Just, and, it's, a, it's a weird. It's a weird inner thing. And I and I respect other artists, and and I kind of like compliment on even people who have their photography and stuff. Like I, I really do compliment them on you know their focus and how they get their shot. And sometimes not much the editing, but just like that really pops out the the coloring and just what they do with it. Um, like good photography doesn't need editing. Sometimes I mean, it does. No, sometimes no, it does. No, no, no. If, um, if you take a really, I would say medium, good lighting is definitely needed. Yeah, but if you're just doing like, let's say, like nature shots, like you're outside, yeah. that's all in the eye of the beholder. I mean, like when they were outside taking that picture, like the one on the wall right there. Uh huh. It's black and white, but the whole lighting for that entire shoot was amazing. It was actually Sammy, the one who was just here. Yeah, she was the one who took those pictures for her photography class. Uh huh. So she had me posing around with the dog. And it was um, like that golden hour is what they call it. Yeah. The sun, the sun was going down, but it's still light out. So like the sun isn't visible in the sky, but it's still really bright outside. Right. So you don't have that glare. So everything had like this perfect little glow to it. You know, like it was more, more, more lighting than what you needed, but it was great. And you had like the nice shadow textures to it, but it wasn't dark. And you had like the the orange and reddish hues in the sky. Yes. Which gave you like a, like a weird shading to everything. They, I mean, it turned out great. I mean, like like that they wanted noodles up there. Uh-huh. That was from that day, and like, if it wasn't in black and white, that's that's an amazing picture. I think it looks better in black and white. That's why I printed it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, well, yeah, with photography, uh, only you know, the only reason why I said good editing is sometimes needed is I think it's because some of my friends who do editing, who are professional photographers, um, they learn uh, when they put their film through different. Uh, editing software they kind of like want to make the picture like really look more professional the way that it looks instead of just taking like a basic camera and, and taking it out because you know I, for some photographers that when i was saying that the lighting is definitely important um you could tell where the lighting is hitting at and they need that light to hit yeah. to make the picture kind of perfect like if you got bad line, lighting and stuff, you throwing it in like a monochrome doesn't fix it. Sometimes it can make it worse. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if the colors don't look right, or you know, like if you have a model dressed in a certain outfit and the background colors are not correct, it can really like kind of destroy the picture, like the oh, yeah. appeal of the picture. Um, so, no, I mean, lighting does set a mood. I mean, you yeah. can take any picture, and depending on how you shade it, like lighting wise. You can tell, like, like you were saying, a different story uh-huh. because the lighting will give it a different emotion. So you could have a girl, let's say, like, let's say a girl standing by a tree crying, and you can make it bright and festive, and looks like she's like tears of joy. Yes. If you do that black and white, or like you know, like in a grayscale, kind of like tone it down a little bit, uh-huh. then it looks like maybe she's at a, like a like a cemetery crying, weeping, like or she's sad or heartbroken, and like that same picture can have two completely different effects on people because of the lighting, right? Because it gives off two different tones, which in, you know, in essence, give off two different emotions, and that's that's with any kind of artwork. I mean, even that, even like, let's say a dark piece, but if you display it in a proper way, it can come off as like something quirky or something funny. But yes. actually, it's like, no, this is like you know the sadness I painted after my wife died, something like that. But like, you have it in a cheerful setting. Oh, it's kind of cute. It's like, oh, this is my pain. So yeah, it's 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 lighting has a huge effect. Huge effect. And photography. definitely, when I'm doing pictures. uh I definitely take about two to three um, pictures. And definitely when I'm doing other people, like, you know, I I, I see them um, in, like, kind of a pose or just see them in an area. I'm just like, if you just turn this way, if you just look this certain way, if you do this, if you do that, it would make a really nice picture. And I I pretty much take them and I'd be like, okay, just tilt. And I'm not a professional or anything, but it makes me feel good because mm. there's a shot that I want to present to the world um, that, that's just, it's just completely beautiful. It might be regular or it might be uninteresting to others, but to me, like, visually i see it as beautiful and this and at least it's a nice shot that i i'm not like i said i'm not a professional photographer i didn't go to school for photography went actually to school for philosophy and i need to finish that uh (laughs) but but i but art has been one of the things i've always loved because i love being a creator i love um just created things uh yes even though I'm recreating someone's artwork, just drawing That's it, still your it's own, just though. right. I mean, like I mean, when you were talking, I mean, it's not going to be picture perfect, right? But um, it, you make it your own. 
Right. And 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 the, and the thing about me is that I have a pro, I have a hard time shady and I have a hard time coloring. Like those are the two things like are kind of needed in in the artwork when you're doing uh, I drawings. I appreciate the choir about coloring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's but you know what it's it's weird that I say that I have a hard time coloring, but if I'm fitting someone for an outfit and trying to do a shop with them, I could get their outfit together because I know how to match the colors and how it would look good on a person. If I take a picture, you're trying to set a tone. Yeah, and if I and a tone, I mean like colors come in tones. So. Yeah. You're setting like an emotional tone. There's colors that people associate with those tones, right? And I think when even when you look at movies that do good with coloring, uh, definitely if you look at Japanese movies, which I might end up taking a film class, and because I kind of want to learn more about, uh, I was hearing about when they do certain movies, um, the color that's in the scene uh, is representing uh, emotion. Yeah, um, not just the scene itself, but it's just like if it's red, it might be. Uh, something about death or something or you know just something like that and i think when uh with that i could see it visually as an art thing because when we go see batman and super batman versus superman Mm. uh i'm not gonna kind of i'm kind of gonna be focused more on the cinematography and how they do different shots choreography because you're big on that yeah, well, you you know, but I'm more into the choreography of Captain America than I am Batman the Superman. Like oh, that, I, that, that's gonna that's definitely gonna be better. Yeah, um, and I'm I, I uh, I'm not really worried about that, but uh, that's what I'm looking for, you know. But uh, that's it. Anything else uh, would you like to add? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I want to thank my guest, Mr. Jonathan Eggert. Thank you for joining me for this episode. Well, thank you um, for me because you're at my place. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for the lovely food. Um, thank Anytime. you for the Fallout 4 impressions and review um, about the DLC. Um, I'm waiting for more for more to come out. Yes, I will finish Fallout 3, Game of the Year edition. I, don't I think will you ever get will. back there. Um, I, hopefully the combat of Fallout Four is better. Uh, I think we were talking about that. You said it was. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's not freeze frame. It slows down time, but it's not freeze frame. Okay. Because like in Fallout Three, you can go to Vats and like go make yourself lunch and come back, and nothing's changed. Fallout Four, it slows it down, so you're still getting fucked up, even though like you're still picking out where you're gonna shoot somebody and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's different. But anywho, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> yeah, and discussion. But um, thank you guys. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at that retrocode t h a t r e t r o c o d e. Um, you can hear optional opinion on SoundCloud and Anomalous Radio Network Where you also can hear um, the Deluded Geeks podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan has a review coming up soon about Fallout Four, so you can hear more about that. Um, it's super short, so don't worry. <laughs> you can. Email the show at myop2comment at yahoo.com, N-Y-O-P, the number two, C-O-M-M-E-N-T, at yahoo.com. Uh, you can follow me on for if you're on a Wii U, uh, optional opinion, and you can friend me on Xbox One at the Lyrical One, and you can friend me on uh, the PSN uh, as Okamiko, O-K-A-M-I-C-A-L. Um, Jonathan, do you have anything else to plug or... Um, no. <laughs> Never do. All right. Oh, all right. Thank you guys. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Um, I'm going to be getting ready to go play some games. Um, what about you? Um, I think I need to do laundry. Oh. Other than that, I have to make dinner. That's about it. Oh. <laughs> so everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we are out. Ladies. Bye.